Welcome to another episode of Brewed. This is the podcast where there's conversation about coffee, and coffee fuels the conversation. My name's Adonis. And I'm Bryce. Yeah, guys, it is our first episode of March. It's the first day of March. Um, crazy that we're already, you know, almost a third, a quarter of the way through the year. Uh, yeah, Bryce, you got any big, big plans for this month? Any, any goals you want to get accomplished in March? Um, finished reading this book I've been reading for like the last <laughs> six months. I put it down and I just picked it up again last week. So let's get that book finished. There we go. Let's, there we it's go. a heavy book. Let's get it done. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully we can get a, another handful of quality episodes out for you guys. I'm super excited about that. Um, yeah, this is, like I said, the coffee podcast. So we're going to jump straight into coffee talk. Uh, Bryce, what are you sipping on this morning? Good, sir. I actually decided to create a concoction oh, today. Oh, science A experiment. smoothie concoction. Oh. So I felt like a smoothie this morning. And so what I did was I went ahead and still uh, brewed it as normal. I got the necessary uh, roaster and got their beans that I've reviewed before, and I French pressed them. Okay. And um, immediately put it into the smoothie that I had in the fridge overnight. Uh, I kind of wish I had taken a, some time or had some time to um, just kind of let the coffee cool down first because the smoothie isn't cold anymore, of course, because I just sure. put the hot coffee straight in there and, yeah. and mixed it up. Um, but I've been I've been sipping on it, and that coffee flavor inside the smoothie flavors I got in there mm. have just been phenomenal and i think it's just i think it's strictly just because of the cacao powder that i have in there the hershey's okay. like powder i have in there because you know coffee chocolate sure and yeah. it's just yeah. it's magic <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's what i'm doing this morning and it has been wonderful it tastes wonderful it's nice and full and textured and tasty beautiful and well, um, um yeah What's your what's your process for making the smoothie other than the coffee? What else do you throw in there? So um, this smoothie recipe is one that I got from um, this YouTuber I've actually been watching. And she put uh, – it's a bunch of random things that are going to sound terrible. Oh, yikes. But they're not terrible. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> uh, let's start off with the weird stuff that seem weird. Uh, so sweet potatoes. Okay. Um, and then cauliflower, and then we got uh, the cacao powder, some coconut uh, milk. Okay. Uh, and then we have what else? Did I throw in there some peanut butter. Okay. Classic. And uh, almond milk to kind of top off the liquids, and then the coffee. So yeah. Got those ingredients. Oh, and some zucchini. Zucchini, yeah. So, yeah. See, you had me. Yeah. You had me up until that point, and then I was like, "What is he talking <laughs> about? Weird stuff." That all seems pretty, pretty okay. Well, sweet potatoes a little interesting, but zucchini. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so it's great. I just uh, I've been trying to find new ideas for because uh, I've been trying to keep track of um, what I'm eating just for my fitness goals. Yeah. And so I've been find, trying to just look up different ideas and different ways of getting all my nutrients in and everything. And so I've just been looking up recipes. And honestly, I've started to kind of just concoct these things on my own now, too, because I'm not as scared to just throw vegetables in there. Okay. Um, or even like potato and potato type vegetables and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, just because I know that those flavors get blended out. Sure. Like if you yeah. mix them with the peanut butter like peanut butter is so strong it pretty much blends out anything or if you blend it with the avocado it's going to make it that creamy smoothie and then that most of those vegetables they just blend out so i don't get scared of them being the only strict flavor fair enough yeah i mean yeah. I, I guess that's fair and I, I know a lot of people especially uh you know and I, I guess it's not even and especially i think a lot of people just don't like vegetables I'm, I'm not that kind of a person i i actually enjoy eating vegetables but some adults even are just like they're just not a fan of anything that's green and like I know green juice is a big thing for people nowadays mm -hmm. where you can just drink your vegetables rather than eat them um 
sort of get it out of the way and just you know have a have a green juice in the morning smash that thing and then you know you're set for the rest of the day um so yeah it's, it's interesting that you say that you can you know throw it in the smoothie maybe maybe you can uh you know blend your vegetables instead of juicing them and that's even an even better way to to consume them for all of those people out there who don't like the taste of vegetables so yep. yeah it's been great i'll even do like a good chunk of like leafy vegetables you sure. know, those green vegetables and those also blend out so my my friend's would for their kids would get the to make their kids start getting vegetables in would get the breakfast essentials those kind of like little protein chocolate protein packets and with the minerals and stuff and then they would mix it they would put a bunch of spinach in in, or kale or whatever into Mm -hmm. the blender with it and then some almond milk and then they would blend it up and not let the kids see it because the kids were off doing whatever like hey come get your green chocolate milk Yeah. yeah and then and then now, and then they got smart enough to where like they knew the leaves were going in there. <laughs> and if we didn't put them in there because they were watching us do the use the blender, okay. they would just be like, "Wait, it can't be green chocolate milk without the leaves." <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, there you go. I think yeah, I think we you need to, gotta trick yourself, yeah. and then <laughs> that, maybe some adults need to get onto that too. Uh, what do you what do you got going on this week? I uh, had I got I finally got my coffee in from Drink Trade, so you know uh, all good on that front. Um, I have the Guatemala La Revuelta roast. I'm sorry if I'm butchering butchering that, but it's from uh, Huckleberry Roasters in Denver, Colorado. Uh, it's a light medium roast. Uh, it's supposed to have tasting notes of pear lemon cookie and milk chocolate um yeah so this is my first coffee from huckleberry roasters uh it was uh brewed today in my aeropress i actually have had this since last week's episode so i've had it for a full seven days now and so i've actually had the opportunity to pretty much brew it using every single method that i have available to me had it in the, in my drip coffee maker, had it in a Chemex, had it in an AeroPress, had it as an espresso, um, had it in a French press. So I've tried it pretty much every way that I uh, that I can. And uh, it's a it's a pretty solid coffee. Um, definitely like, again, to not use the word basic, it's a it's a solid foundation coffee, something that you could have every day. Uh the flavors aren't aggressive. Um, they're maybe a little too subtle for my liking, um, but yeah, it's it's a pretty solid coffee. Nothing that's gonna knock your socks off or anything like that. But it's uh, yeah, it, it was pretty tasty in every um, no matter how I roasted it. So or or brewed it. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think my favorite brew for this particular roast though did come courtesy of my French press. Um, so there's that. So I do have about a third of the bag left, so I'll probably, uh, save it for my French press days. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a solid coffee as far as the tasting notes go and our, uh, legit or full of shit segment. Um, definitely got to go full of shit on this one. Didn't taste any, uh, pear, no lemon cookie, uh, no milk chocolate. I I think you can fool yourself into tasting milk chocolate in pretty much any, uh, medium or dark roast coffee. I think that's sort of the, the standard for those, for those types of roasts. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, no, no fruitiness. I, I didn't get any fruitiness. I know, uh, on their website, uh, they talk about it being naturally sweet didn't get any of that natural sweetness out of any of the brewing methods that I did. Uh, again, doesn't taste bad, but I just didn't get any of that natural sweetness like I did with the uh, the Brazilian cake lady uh, that I had a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it's a solid coffee. Um, probably won't order it again, but it was good. It was definitely good. Um, as far as our rating goes, uh, I'll go three. Three out of five rings on the brood scale of sippability. You know, pretty middle of the road, pretty solid. Nothing negative to say about it, just nothing super positive to say about it either. Um, this roast, 
the La Revuelta is only available through Drink Trade at the moment. It's not available for you to buy on their website. So if you guys are interested in trying this particular roast out, you'll have to go through a third party site. Um, But they have a ton of other uh, flavors and styles on their actual website. Uh, They have a cool little story, too. I'll uh, I'll link the uh, their website in our show notes. So if you guys want to check them out please do again just because we want to you know support these small local roasters um you know i I love what they do i love that they partner with smaller farms from all across the world to to get coffee to the masses so um definitely keep doing what you're doing huckleberry roasters but uh yeah solid coffee for sure all right so uh that is coffee talk for today uh hope you guys enjoyed it we're gonna jump into uh, some small talk conversation um so bryce you recently finished the good place uh a television show and when you were telling us about it uh you know off off mic um it it sounds like you got bojacked so <laughs> uh, <laughs> i did bojack horseman bojacked. for me was like <laughs> A show that sort of came out of nowhere. It's just a super silly show that I thought that's what I thought going into it about a talking horse and the antics that he gets into. But that show, like I shit you guys not, that show probably had the most profound effect on my life that I've ever had with any television show. Like it was just an incredible experience from start to finish. And I like legit think I am a better person for having watched that television show. Um, again, sounds crazy. I, I know a lot of you have probably scrolled past it on Netflix and didn't give it to uh, a spare thought. Um, but if you have a chance to check it out, please do. But Bryce, yeah, you had a similar experience. At least that's the vibe I got after watching oh, The Good no, Place, totally. <laughs> which is also a show that is a comedy Um kind of an absurd premise when you look at it just on the surface. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you got a lot more out of it than what other people might have yeah it's really man so yeah good place where do i start <laughs> <laughs> i immediately wanted to get into like what was affecting me but i also don't want to spoil the entire mm-hmm. show for everyone uh basically the premise of this show is you're focused on four characters who get into the good place um they don't go um they don't go based off of traditional Christianity or anything. They don't go based off of heaven or hell. They just call things the good place mm-hmm. and the bad place. But it's an afterlife, right? So they've And it's an afterlife. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. they've all died. Um, it's focusing on these four characters who are in the good place. And uh, it immediately starts off with one character, Kristen Bell's character, stating um, that she just doesn't belong. She's not supposed to be there, and they got the wrong person. The right name, wrong person. And that's all given to you within, like, the first 10 minutes. Yeah. The whole crux of that first season and of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you go from there. Uh, it's a comedy. It's uh, written by the people who did The Office and Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, and those shows, mm-hmm. uh, which I have not – I didn't know that. And I also haven't really been a fan of those other shows. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I could just watch random episodes, and that's always great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because I love Andy Samberg. Um, and then, but the other shows I never really got into. I just never did. Uh, I had no clue this was written by the same people. It doesn't even feel like it's written by the same people. I mean, now that I look back, some of the like joke, the run-on jokes, and some of the, I guess, cadences of things... Mm uh kind of makes a little sense but i mean that's just me you know picking that stuff out um but yeah it, it talks it goes over one of the characters is a uh full a professor of moral uh, and ethics uh and so this person teaches the other person who's trying to stay in the good place mm-hmm. And so you're going through all these different philosophers and learning these different philosophies and and ways of living and what's actually a good act versus what's just a good act with a bad motivation. And you're learning all these cool little things um, throughout all this funny stuff. And then it just slowly, just like BoJack, gets deeper and deeper. The comedy stays going, but by the end of the show, it's just 
it hits you hard and that finale it, these all these episodes are 25 minutes long and then the finale is like a full hour or it felt even longer just because of all the heavy stuff it throws at you yeah um and yeah it got me real good uh honestly i, I felt really personally related to just a lot of the topics okay. um things i think about myself a lot and it hit me and i definitely teared up i definitely cried a bit <laughs> at the end just because yeah. of how it felt like it was just a mirror looking at me <laughs> <laughs> hey man you never know so yeah some of these shows just sort of come out of nowhere um yeah the good place is definitely a show that i've been recommended several times i've watched i want to say like the first f- half of the first season i know i've seen more than one episode um I know I have, obviously I haven't finished it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely hoping to get to it at some point. Um, but yeah, I think sort of like you, but on the opposite side of the coin, like I, I got into it because it was Mike sure who did some of my favorite shows, two of my all time favorite shows, the office and parks and recreation. And I was like, Oh, cool. Uh, this should be as good as those shows. And I just didn't get that vibe from those first few episodes. So I kind of just fell off with it. Um, and uh yeah so i'll definitely pick it up again um but yeah i've I've heard nothing but good things from anyone who's who's watched it um didn't have as no one that i've known other than you bryce has had such strong reaction to it but definitely it's one of those shows. yeah i can definitely see i can definitely see that too like i really think it was just it happened to end up being a personal show for sure, me. Yeah. Um, cause I could definitely just see how it's just a good show. Yeah. Like I definitely think it just ended up being personal for me, but, uh, but yeah. And it seems like the gag will kind of, because the way the seasons end and begin, it seems like the gag will just kind of like, it's like, well, what are they going to do from here? Like mm-hmm. it, they already did this. So how are they going to continue this without it just feeling like a run on show? Um, but they, I think all four seasons were planned out because it feels that way yeah. again there's a couple of it's a comedy there's a couple episodes that you know are just here and there yeah but uh it all felt completely planned out um kind of just like kind of like bojack did so yeah uh, and it's you know yeah it's four seasons 53 episodes they didn't get canceled they just finished the show you know so mm-hmm. i think that's always a good sign is when they don't try to keep milking it or trying to you know oh we're getting good ratings let's keep going you know no we had a plan let's stick to it and you know go out while we're on top yeah and i think that's always 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 the uh the the best route to go down with tv because as yeah. as we've seen with several tv shows sometimes you know the longer you go the more plot holes start to develop and the more weird things start to become and it's just uh best yep. if you just <laughs> get out you know while you while you're on top definitely exactly a good, a good thing um but yeah so yeah it, like uh it's streaming on netflix netflix cool Mm -hmm. um yes you guys should definitely check it out same same thing with bojack uh if you guys have an opportunity i think that is uh six seasons i want to say somewhere around 80 episodes somewhere around there same length though 25 minute episodes so uh you you don't realize you've watched you know five or six (laughs) and you're just like oh that's Mm -hmm. just been a couple hours and i'm already halfway (laughs) done with the season so um yeah definitely check those shows out guys we would love to hear what you have to say about them if you have seen them and you know you have had some sort of um uh you know adverse or you know emotional connection to them write in broodconvos at gmail.com let us know let us know that we're not alone we're not crazy people for getting super attached and being affected by (laughs) these comedies um yeah all right, uh, should we go grab a refill and come back with our uh, main discussion? Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back, guys. All right, welcome back, guys. It is a beer review week. So if you guys are uh, catching up on episodes or if you haven't listened uh, since we've been back from our hiatus, um, every other week I'm doing a beer review. And on the off weeks, Bryce is doing tea reviews. So uh, like I said, this is a beer review week. I am going to be reviewing a craft IPA that I got uh from my craft beer king subscription um i get a monthly box with six pints of uh of beer um 
If you guys haven't checked out the uh, unboxing video that I did, you can check that out on uh, our Instagram page. It's also posted on our Facebook page and on our YouTube page. Um, yeah, so this one is called the Mike Drop Orchata Milkshake Double IPA. Uh, it's from Aero Lodge Brewing Company. Uh, it's 8% uh, alcohol by volume. Um, yeah, so... This was something that I was super interested in when I pulled it out of the box just because, you know, Orchata Milkshake isn't something you usually see associated with something like an IPA. That's something I would expect to see on like a porter or a stout, you know, anything yeah. with like milk, you know, you don't really associate with something that's supposed to be crisp and light like an IPA. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, this has got to be interesting. Um, so cracked it open poured it into uh, a pint glass and taking sips and it does not taste anything like orchata or milkshake oh. <laughs> too too much of a concoction yeah i was like i don't i mean the hops are a lot more subtle and it's a lot sweeter than your traditional ipa um and i think the sweetness and the hops sort of balance each other out nicely it tastes good i just i'm not getting any like orchata when i think orchata i think cinnamon i don't know if that's just a bias that comes into my head i think most of them have yeah, most of I these mean, i think that's that seems standard yeah so i so i would expect to have like a cinnamony taste and i'm not getting any kind of cinnamon or or like milk sweetness in this it just tastes it tastes sweet but it doesn't taste milk sweet or cinnamon sweet it just tastes sweet is it toot sweet? Um, no, again, because the hops are still there. So that bitterness with the hops and the sweetness of whatever is in here um, balances out really my, nicely. My, my chitty chitty bang bang reference. Oh, I said sorry. Toot, I said toot sweet. Sorry. <laughs> Over my head. I'm just very uh, thrown off right now by this beer. Um, so, yeah, it's good. It tastes good. It's just I was expecting something else, you know, so I don't I don't want to knock it too much uh definitely is a is a solid tasting beer something i would i would definitely try again i just think that if you um are uh excited about those flavors um then don't be because they're not there um uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll develop as i finish off this pint but uh for now just uh my enjoyment might be tinged with just a little bit of disappointment here not gonna lie um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to sip on this throughout the rest of the episode and I'll give you guys a, uh, a full rating at the very end. Um, but yeah, first impressions are definitely, uh, don't taste any orchata milkshake in this, but I do like the flavor combinations. Um, just because I've never had a, a sweet IPA. So, uh, the sweetness mixed with the bitterness of the hops is, is definitely a pleasant taste. Um, but yeah. It's huh. good. At least it came out, you know, it's coming out semi-decent so far. It's not bad. No, definitely not bad. Definitely not bad. Um, Bryce, I mean, you, we just talked about a little bit of, of a story with you uh, with beer, um, you know, during the break. You want to maybe share that with the listeners? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's the whole, you know, judging a book by its cover thing. Mm -hmm. um, or don't, but in this case, do. Uh <laughs> So I was looking for just nice, new, crisp lager to try out. Like, I just wanted something light and refreshing. Uh, and I was at the store, and I saw something. I saw a six-pack. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That look, that looks kind of cool. And then, it, you know, it said lager in big, bold letters on it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I can't. It's a lager. Like, I can't go wrong. It's not a dark lager or anything, which is the first thing I checked because the marketing was kind of darker tones. So I was like, mm. is this a dark lager? Not really in the mood for that. But didn't say that. It said lager, light and refreshing. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then I buy the six-pack, take it home, open up my first can uh, as I start playing, uh, getting on that Borderlands with my buds. <laughs> and uh, I take my sip and... I got extremely disappointed and immediately was kind of like, oh, I should have listened to my gut earlier. My gut was telling me there was something off with this. <laughs> I turn the can to the side and I read 
four other words that were much smaller than the logger word Mm. (laughs) that was in big bold on the front. (laughs) And it says it's a very hoppy logger. And Mm. we all know how much I am not a fan of the hops. Yes. And it made me extremely sad. Um, I still finished the six-pack because that is what one does. Um, I will not admit to it to not being that terrible, but I will also not (laughs) admit. You know, I just am not going to talk about it any further than that. (laughs) It was a disappointing experience, and I won't buy it again. Fair enough. Uh, Moral of the story. Judge books by their covers. Moral of the story, kids (laughs) out there, if you're buying beer, don't judge a can don't judge a beer by its can. Also, if you're a kid, you shouldn't be drinking beer. Um, Please do not. We do not. <laughs> we do not condone no, such acts. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll continue to sip on this uh, mic drop uh, orchata milkshake double IPA from um, Arrowhead Lodge Brewing Company or Arrow Lodge Brewing Company, um, and I'll let you know what I think of it at the end of the episode. But uh, with that being said, we're going to jump into a main uh, conversation uh, that is all about food. Um, yeah, so this is just a random topic that I was thinking about. And uh, I know, Bryce, you're a, you're a guy who's big into nutrition. So I thought we could have a, a well-fleshed-out discussion about, about food and eating habits and things like that. So um did a little bit of light research on the eating habits of, uh, of different generations. But before we get into that... Uh, let's just talk about the the role that food plays in our lives personally. Obviously, food plays some type of role in everyone's life since you need it to live. Uh, <laughs> I hope it does. <laughs> yeah. But for some, uh, it plays a much bigger role than others. Um, we talked about this a little bit uh, when Jen was still on the podcast about uh, just how awful our eating habits can be sometimes and that Mm -hmm. might that might not have even been like an episode that might have just been a conversation between the three of us but um just talking about you know how food is something that (laughs) we each have a very different relationship with and um yeah i personally i try to cook as much as possible but it ends up, I end up failing, failing miserably pretty often. Uh, it's just something that is just not convenient. <laughs> I don't always have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I know those are always excuses and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's just sometimes it's just so much easier to to pull up your, your DoorDash or Uber Eats app and order something after a long day of work. You don't want to come home and... You know, deal with a bunch of ingredients and pots and pans and, you know, it's just so inconvenient. Yep. Um, it really is. I have all the time in the world and I still hate doing it. <laughs> I thought I would love doing it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I admit, I will admit here on the podcast that I have uh, in the past had some pretty terrible eating habits. I've had some windows where I've where I've sort of decided to, to stick to a regimen and I've gone months uh with eating healthier, with eating, you know, only what I cook for myself without eating fast food or, or eating at restaurants. And, um, it's just, again, it takes so much effort. It takes so much energy. And if you do work jobs, like most of us, you know, where you're on your feet a lot and you're dealing with the general public and you're annoyed by the time you get home, it's just like the last thing you want to do is spend another hour preparing some meal, um, that probably won't taste as good as something you could order online. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's uh, let's break down your eating habits, Bryce. You're obviously uh, someone, again, who is more nutritional-minded than most of us. What's, um, what's food like in your life? I try and keep it relatively as simple as possible for myself. Um, my habits have actually been changing a lot, even in just the past couple weeks, just because... Um, it was just, I was overcomplicating it again. Whenever I get into new fitness goals and I recreate my diet plans, Mm -hmm. it always, I always overcomplicate it. So I've been trying to simplify it and kind of some basic rules I've been trying to like create a lifestyle for. And no matter what my goals are is I make sure that throughout the day I get a colorful palette of food. Okay. So like I make sure that when I'm eating vegetables, you know, uh, you know, 
whenever someone does decide to start eating vegetables, generally they find that one vegetable that they can get into. Sure. And then they just eat that all the time, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's good. They're eating some vegetables, but you, you got to just change it up all the time. Mm-hmm. So whenever I go to the grocery store and I have to stock back up or something, I try and get a couple of the things I know I'll eat for sure. And then a few different colored items. Okay. Uh, it could be um, cauliflower. It could be just a different color of bell pepper. Maybe I got a green bell pepper one week and I'll get a red one next week. You know, it's just simple things like that just to keep it changing, keep the minerals, different minerals and combinations of vitamins and stuff coming in. Sure. Um, so I do that with that. And um, that's pretty much been my main thing because the vegetables is always the trickiest part. Uh, for, I can't really eat fruits. Uh, unless they're like baked or mm. uh, I'm just kind of I have like an uh, an oral allergy to it. So my mouth mm. will get itchy and stuff really? when I eat that, which is um, which I guess is normal for people with allergies or people as they get older in general, even if you don't have allergies, just okay. because I learned, I learned this from an allergist because I it was driving me insane that I couldn't eat all these fruits. And uh, she had told me that. Well, it's not that you're directly allergic to the fruits. It's the way that fruits in our country and how they're produced, like how everything is grown. Okay. So like it could be, or it could just be a cross pollination of your allergies. Cause like I'm allergic to everything. Okay. So like if a lot of fruits are grown next to other plants, like sure. that's just an ecosystem. That's just how that works. Yeah. And so when those plants rub up against those fruits, even if I wash them off, like they were still grown in the same ground with the same soil and stuff. Okay. And so it all cross pollinates and cross, uh, sorry, cross contaminates, not cross pollinates. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, you know, huh. the long winded version of <laughs> why it's hard for me to eat fruits, but there are a couple I can eat. Uh, like I can do berries, no problem, which is fantastic. And then, uh, and then I've recently discovered I can eat kiwis again, which is huh. great. Because I miss kiwis. Kiwis are phenomenal. Yeah, I I like kiwi like flavored things. I mm-hmm. I haven't had a, like an actual kiwi in a very long time. I I remember it being like sour, and I'm I don't do oh, good with sour. Definitely things. not. No, definitely sweet okay. to me anyway. Okay. Maybe I mean it could be a taste bud you know, difference too. Maybe, but yeah. for me they're really sweet. Um, um but yeah. So and then for like main meals, I I've been trying to crock pot everything. So one day I'll crock pot a massive amount of the same food. Okay. And um, that meets the numbers I'm trying to meet. And then I'll just eat that throughout the week. And then the flavor profile that changes are the vegetables I eat and how I make the vegetables throughout the week. And also if I put hot sauce in that food or if I put um, a different, you know, if I just change, I can change up the flavors pretty simply, you know, maybe I'll put pepperoncinis in it one day and maybe I'll do, I don't know, something else a different day, sure. but, um, just change up the textures and things pretty easily. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing recently. I'm trying to get down to just like a couple meals a day. Cause I mm. was, I was just sick of warming up food several times a day, sick yeah. of just sick of having to eat all the time. <laughs> like I love food, but when you're eating the same thing a lot, and yeah. that was another thing I tried to make like three or four different, like giant crock pot meals. And that still is like time consuming and you can't do it all in one day and it's just it's all about simplifying it for yourself and your lifestyle yeah so my habits i've been trying to simplify absolutely and i i agree with that like i a year ago like when quarantine had first started and i was first initially furloughed from my job last year i had you know all these grand ideas and i started i started out really well and i was cooking and i was meal prepping and i just got bored i got bored of the same Mm -hmm. stuff like you can only spice things up so much with like hot sauce i would do hot sauce and salsa hot sauce obviously it's something that has a ton of flavor and makes things taste better in my opinion and then salsa also has a ton of flavor makes things taste better and they're both like super low calorie so it was like super nice to be able to have that variety of of putting something on my food but then it gets old and then i was even trying different kinds of hot sauces different kinds of salsa Mm -hmm. you know and it just got so repetitive and so monotonous and i was just like oh i need some variety and then i'm like you know what i'll just i'll just I'll have a cheat meal, you know, once a week. And then it's like, yeah. oh, then that's I have what a happens cheat when you day. Get... You know? <laughs> then it just... that's And that's the common thing. Yeah. Um, and when people try 
either a specific type of diet or try a specific thing that's just they think is the right thing for them Mm -hmm. because it's told to them through the fads and Mm -hmm. through just talking to people that um, when you restrict yourself too much or change it to be just one specific thing, but it's not something you've done in your life or if you haven't figured um, if it doesn't naturally fit your lifestyle. Mm hmm. You're going to have that cheat meal and then 10 cheat meals and then it's not a cheat meal anymore. And then the whole concept of cheat meals, I pretty much tried to eradicate from my life Um, for the past. I think the last decade I've really focused on just eradicating that thought process out of my life. Um, Cheat meals are for people that maybe like super athletes who have to follow strict diets. Like there's a reason like they're making money because they're following this strict diet to make their goals. Like they, it's their living. And even with, for them, like I know specifically with like football players, like they'll, they'll stick to a strict regiment during the season or when they have to. And then they'll immediately like blow it off when the season ends and then they'll pick it back up a couple months out and, you know, it's just sort of I, like you said, this is my job. I know I have to be physically fit for my job. But as soon as my job ends, then I can go back to eating whatever I want to eat. And for people like me who is like, yeah, I need to definitely eat healthier, but I don't want it to be just a thing where I set a goal for myself. Like, oh, I want to drop X amount of weight and then I'll, I'm just going to go back because you can't do that. Right. It's a lifestyle change. Right. You have yeah. to whatever you're setting for yourself, you're setting for yourself going forward forever theoretically and so that i think you have to find that balance between you know because no one wants to eat bird food for the rest of their life because like i think food is one of the the one of the food is for the super athletes man (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i'm like yeah and food and tasteful and delicious and and rich and flavorful foods that's something that's awesome. Like that's, I'm glad that I get to experience that. So I don't want to cut that out of my life altogether and just eat yeah. rice and beans for the rest of my life. You know, like I, I think it's about that balance, but finding that balance is so hard because you, you get to the point where you're like, Oh, if I can just, you know, stay strict on this, then I can lose this much weight by this certain date. And then, you know, it's so, it's so easy to put the weight back on but it's so hard to yeah. get it off. So I think it just gets discouraging for people. They're like, I eat one donut and that's, that just ruins <laughs> everything that I worked yeah. for. You know, it's tough. The best way that I've been thinking about it too, and trying to explain it to people, um, is that I always, um, I've been just for the past few years, I've been telling people like, okay, don't change what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Like just, eat less of it Mm. and i don't mean like cut it in half i just mean legit like take like a knife or a fork and just shove like a tiny portion aside like maybe two bites Mm. aside or something and don't eat that or set a third of it aside or you know a quarter whatever amount that isn't going to like it's all about you feeling satiated not overeating yeah and of course, you know, you can, there's those comfort foods where you can just eat them forever. Yeah. But those are the things that are really important to do that with. It's like, oh, you know, I could eat all this and I really, really want to. But honestly, if I split it in half, I'm going to have half now and then I get to eat it again later. Like, <laughs> heck yeah. yeah. yeah, true. yeah. <laughs> That's how I started thinking about it. But, um, but also just, just cutting out a couple portions that way you're not giving up the foods that you love and mm-hmm. like the great foods that are out there that we should all be experiencing. Yeah. And then, um, but you're still, when it comes to, um, uh, just weight goals or anything. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to weight loss, it's, it's all about the deficit. It's about, sure. you know, just eating less, yeah. eating less than you, than you burn. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's what it's about. Eat yeah. what you want to eat and just cut out a little bit of those, of those foods. And if you follow that method, just like those, that little quarter or eighth or whatever of mm-hmm. the meal for every meal of the day, if you're eating like three meals a day, like that adds up. Yeah. Like it just, it really does. Yeah, I mean, it's better than what you were doing, right? Like, if you were... Absolutely. It's always an improvement. So, as long as you're improving, you know... Yeah. Um, you start off with that. If you're not eating vegetables, you do that. Yeah. And maybe just replace that with vegetables. Sure. Um, and, you know, it's all about just these little tricks of just not completely changing your whole eating pattern if these are foods you love. Yeah. You know? 
It's interesting because I and sort of getting into the the next portion of the conversation here about uh, just the general public. I was sort of shocked when I was looking up this information um, and I, I don't know why in my head I would think that older people were eating better. But according to all the sources I could find online, that is not true. Apparently, uh, Gen Z is the healthiest generation of as of right now. Um, and not only are they eating healthier, they're cooking more at home, about three times more than baby boomers. And they're also more conscious of the sources for their food. Uh, they're more environmentally conscious when they're buying ingredients. Uh, they're much more likely to go for let's say a plant-based option than uh, a meat option or, you know, trying to buy cage free eggs or chickens and things like that. And, um, you know, I give, I give Gen Z a lot of shit for their like, you know, obsessions with social media. And, you know, sometimes I feel like they're a little oversensitive about things, but I feel like there are certain things like staying informed and apparently eating habits that they're way ahead of the game on. Um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it shows even in a lot of the the products. Obviously, you know, like Burger King, I think, was the first fast food chain to come out with those impossible Whoppers or whatever. And now you can get a completely plant based Whopper. And, you know, that that was more catering toward the 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 younger generation who is seemingly, you know, straying further away from meat than we have um, as millennials and as the baby boomers have. And um yeah, and I just I don't know why my brain automatically thought, oh, of course they're going to eat worse than like younger people eat worse than older people, but that is not the case, according to any source that I could find. Yeah, they're just they're yeah they're like you were saying it they're way more informed. Yeah, that's honestly that's the answer right there. Yeah. They just are. They research a lot more, um, and uh, and just have that information and want to want to be eating better and mm -hmm. cooking better which is cool because they form those cooking habits early so mm -hmm. the cooking is already a part of their life their lifestyle and their daily routines so when they do start piling on more responsibility like, i mean they have tons of responsibilities already you mm -hmm. know school and everything but you know you know you know how just growing up in and going through different phases and um and everything the responsibilities change but since those habits are there that's always going to be something that's not going to feel like I have to add this into my day. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, I need to make time for this. This is important. Yeah. Which is, well, it's just fantastic. I get excited when I think about that because for that's sure. my huge issue. It's not, it was never, ever a part of my day. Yeah. And even as important as it is to my life, I still can't make it a thing that's, that's a part of my day. I yeah. just, it's been really hard. And like, for me, it is deliberately I feel like I'm sacrificing things mm. every single time I decide to do I to spend a day cooking to mm -hmm. have my meals ready for the week or um, or even just to cook a meal. Like I feel like, oh, I'm just I'm sacrifice. I could yeah, be doing I this could be or doing, I could be talking. Yeah, yeah. Like, so many other things. And um, that's just it's not good. But that just is what it is at this point, unfortunately. Yeah. And and I, I, luckily I have the habit of breaking that habit. So it's kind of like, it's just a constant fight, yeah. which is good. It's a good fight to have, but it sucks that it's a fight. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think millennials, like we, we are millennials. And I think like in most aspects of life, we are like the less extreme. We're right in the middle, right? Like Gen Zers are on one end of the spectrum, baby boomers on the other. And we're kind of just sort of in the middle. We're the average, you know, we're the the majority here and it's, well, it's yeah we're the transition yeah. generation i like to think of it because you know every generation should grow and learn from sure. the previous generation and i feel like that's exactly what when i like you're just about to talk about and as we're going into this that's exactly what's happening yeah so and i think it's great because yeah, i know i think i'm pretty sure it was you who's telling me that one of your uh a friend's dad or something who during quarantine wanted to just go out to his restaurant like that's how he ate like meals like that's mm -hmm. how he ate dinner was just yeah he went to this specific restaurant and that was his dinner you know every every day and you take obviously during 2020 when the the country was shut down they he wasn't able to do that but that just that image of you know these that baby boomer generation just they go out to eat because they put such a high value on customer service and they want to be served and they want to be able to just go out and get it out of the way and you know sort of not have to deal with the shopping and the cleaning and things like that 
Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. some. It was just something that I'd never put two and two together with, and from everything that I could find online, as far as doing research for this, was saying that they are yeah like three times more likely to to eat out you know for their meals than than millennials or or Gen Zers, and it's just it's just interesting, you know. It's a crazy thought. Yeah, it's a crazy thought. <laughs> but it's it's kind of a beautiful thought knowing that the line of progression is there mm-hmm. that there is a line of growth through the generations as much as every generation always wants to attack another generation just like every you know whenever there's sides to anything yeah. you know, everyone wants to defend their own side and attack exactly. the other side yeah. but the line of growth is there and it's uh it's a good growth for so sure. i it's fantastic yeah um let's look at the financial side of this before we close out this conversation i had mm-hmm. recently signed up uh one of the many podcasts that i listen to that is sponsored by in some part by hello fresh i feel like they are the go-to podcast sponsor um if you're listening hey we're looking we'll throw some ads <laughs> your way you know <laughs> um but yeah i got a discount code from one of the podcasts that i was listening to and i was able to get i think it was like 60 percent off of something crazy um for about a month and yeah doing the hello fresh getting the boxes and they send you um you know uh three meals a week and um all the ingredients, everything portioned out for you. And I think on average, it runs about 60 to $80 a box. So you're paying 60 to $80 uh, for the version I had, which was for two people for three meals. So, so six meals. Um, and it's about $80 a box. Uh, and um, which, which like sounds like a lot. A yeah. But it, it, if you, if you think about it, like if I'm only using the ingredients, I'm not throwing anything away and I'm just, I'm getting, you know, potentially six solid meals out of this. That's like, you know, 11 to 12 bucks a meal, which isn't bad. Um, but that's so, well, finish your thoughts. Yeah. That's so <laughs> opposite of what I'm trying to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, it was nice for those first few meals, those first couple weeks. And then, you know, again, time starts to play a factor and it's like, these aren't complicated meals to make, but they are, involved like you have to add certain ingredients at certain times it's not just like a i think freshly is the is the meal service that everything just comes pre-portioned and you throw it in the microwave already cooked you microwave it and you're good to go it's not like that you actually have to cook and make everything so the convenience factor isn't really there um but everything is super easy like i'm i'm someone who does cook and i i have enjoyed cooking so um, they aren't super difficult to make, but they, it is an involved process. And those, the last couple of weeks, um, that I had the, the service, it was just tough because it's like, man, I'm, I'm back, I'm, I'm working and I don't, I don't have the time to sit here for even 45 minutes and make this meal, which sounds ridiculous. Like really Adonis, you don't have 45 minutes out of your day to set aside to make a meal. It's like, <laughs> But when you start doing you when you're prepping everything and you have to get the ingredients ready and you have to like do the cleanup afterwards, it's just it, it seems I don't know. Like I, I the more I hear myself say it, time the more is precious. It no, it's I mean it sounds ridiculous, but it's yeah. not. We all I think everyone goes through the exact same thought process. I think everyone I think everyone does. It's just it is a lot. Yeah. And like I think we were raised uh, you know, we're like, time is precious. Also, we're at an age, you know, to make us sound super old, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, we're like, you know, every year that goes by, you learn more and more how precious that time is. Mm-hmm. And if, um, and if that cooking isn't like, a, like for you specifically, like um, in your relationship, if it's not like a, a, a date thing, if yeah. it's not a relationship thing where you guys do it together mm-hmm. and it, you know, it's not a quality time thing, then it's like, well, I could be using this time doing something else completely different. Sure. Yeah. You know, things like that. And yeah. also in this society where we're, uh, you know, workhorses and we had to work mm-hmm. you know, just so much just to, just to pay basic bills. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't want to spend that time cooking. Yeah. Like that's an hour you need to unwind. It's not yeah. even like a, an hour that you would like to unwind. It's like you need to, yeah. especially in the customer service industry Absolutely. and in manual labor industries and just, just any sort of workhorse, workhorse industry like yeah. that. And it's just, it's, it's intense. That time 
it sounds ridiculous saying you don't have an hour to do it, but it's not ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think it is at all. Um, we have to fight to make that time to do it. Yeah. And it, it, it does suck. It does. It does. <laughs> And it does. And <laughs> I a, mean, that's just a, what it is. Yeah, it's a champagne problem. It's a first world problem. I know. Please don't yeah. at me. Please don't send me angry emails. I know that I'm fortunate enough to to be able to have that problem. Um, but yeah, I just and you know. So speaking to the cost of that, it's that was like something that was like, oh yeah, I can cut out several meals by having this subscription service. I was paying like thirty five bucks a, a meal, or sorry, not a meal, thirty five bucks a week for. <laughs> for that service um so that obviously great deal can't beat that but i was that my uh my trial period has ended and i've since canceled my subscription and yeah it's just food is something that i i, I tend not to spend a ton of money on if i'm buying ingredients at the grocery store um but it is something that i spend a lot of money on due to services like uber eats and doordash when you're spending you know you're getting a ten dollar meal but it ends up being twice that because of delivery fees and and tipping and things like that so yeah it's it's yeah, a it's tough a swing thing i yeah. every time i open up my app i'm like i don't want to go anywhere today and then i look at all the fees that are added to it it's like nope i guess i'll just <laughs> i am gonna make something yeah. i don't it's, i'm not ordering this it's a hard sell for sure but they're obviously you know especially you know i don't want to keep tying it back to corona but like during mm -hmm. that time of, of not wanting to leave your house for fear that you were going to yeah. get infected it was like yeah, I will gladly have someone drop a meal off at my door and mm -hmm. and save myself the time and risk for a, a few extra bucks. Sure. How yeah, how much money would you say you spend on food a week? Um, I have been trying to keep track of that. And I think I've averaged it out to about 50. Okay. A week, I think that's my average. I think it's anywhere from 50 to 80 a week. Um, but I, I tend to get it closer to the f in between 50 to 60 mark. Okay. Um, because I try and make my meals no more than 5 or $6 a meal. Okay. And I try not to have more than, like, a few meals a day. So, okay. Um, yeah, like, the closer I get to that $5 a meal mark, the better. And that's just a matter of just bulk um, yeah. not necessarily bulk buying, but bulk making like the whole crock pot meal thing. Sure. I got it. I got a new blender so I can make more like giant, like smoothies. Nice. I could just, I'll just sip on throughout the day pretty much. Um, and I know what's in there. I know the count like for my personal fitness goals and stuff. And sure. So I can just sip on it all day. Um, but yeah. And so I try and keep it around there. I've been watching more and more videos of like fitness and nutrition mm -hmm. and seeing these people who are like trying to stay really fit and they have their, you know, insane amount of calories they have to do mm -hmm. and how they do it for this amount of money without it being the same gross food all the time. Sure. And it's been helping me just create a bunch of different concoctions and stuff. Nice. And also it helps me the, some of those people do eat the same stuff all day or they make some stuff. That's just like, you're just putting things together just to put things together <laughs> now. And then, yeah. I, and then it helps me learn like what lifestyle I'm trying to create. It's like, yeah, I like working out, I like being in shape, but I'm also not trying to like, I'm not trying to be a super athlete or yeah. anything. I'm not trying to, be, I just want to be healthy and yeah. be able to lift some things. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's my I've, life. <laughs> I've also heard the argument of people who are super into fitness and, and eating or, or being, you know, you know, food is just sort of like uh, the means to an like, end. It's like, don't focus on the food. Is. You know, it's like, you know, just eat as a necessity not as something that you want to do and for people I've tried that that's not me no I exactly like i love food. <laughs> like, i love the way it tastes i love eating good food i love flavors and things like that so i can't i can't force my brain to be like okay you're just eating this to get the nutritional value of it you know focus your energy and desires on something else that's just not realistic you know for for some yeah. of us for some for people the, for i'm sure that works person, yeah yeah and for yeah, for some of the average people out there, I think it does work. For, mostly, I think it works for people who, um, who have those like really strict um, goals because they are in competitions mm -hmm. or things like that. Sure. I'm sure, it works great for that. Sure, uh, I mean it definitely does. My buddy eats the same like three things every day since I've known him. Like he just. Mm -hmm. 
you can just eat the same thing. So switch it up every now and then. And of course he orders his, his cheat meal or he'll, he'll order some stuff, you know, occasionally, but generally he's just cooking and making the same thing every single day. And it blows my mind. Cause I've tried that and I last about two weeks each time I try it <laughs> and then, and then it's, and then it's gone. Yeah, and then like, I was God, like, Nope, this, I that was variety, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was fun. Not, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and it's, it's crazy. I mean, the results are there. He's, he's doing it sure, and yeah. he's, man, it shows. Yeah. He's looking mighty fine, ladies. <laughs> Just kidding. He's not available. Oh. He is taken <laughs> by his, by his lady and by me. So. <laughs> There's a waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. I feel like we've, uh, sufficiently pissed ourselves off enough for one, for one episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, all the... Hit all the the afterlife topics, yeah. the, the angry food topics. <laughs> um, but we would love to hear if you guys have any weird or uh, you know interesting eating habits. Broodconvos at gmail dot com. Let us know. Um, but with that being said, we're gonna jump to another break. On the other side of it, we will have our uh, brewer's choice, our recommendations for you guys, and I will have my final thoughts on this beer that I've been drinking. So. Stay tuned for that. We'll be back in just a minute. All right. Welcome back, guys. Uh, we are here to discuss our Brewer's Choice. Brewer's Choice, for anybody who doesn't know, is just our recommendation segment. So we're going to give you guys a recommendation based off of anything that we've consumed this week. So it could be a TV show, it could be a movie, it could be a book, it could be a podcast, anything that we've sort of been um, exposed to or uh, been engrossed in over the last week, we're going to recommend for you guys. Bryce, What's your brewer's choice for this week? Yeah, uh, so mine is music related, and I had a friend uh, recently text me a couple songs. Okay, and uh, um, sent me the YouTube videos of them, and I just love them so much that, and I realized it was from the same channel, different different artists, but from the same channel. So I started kind of looking at other at the channel and finding more artists. Okay. Um, just doing their thing on this and it's and it was absolutely fantastic so i just found like this whole new platform to um to introduce me to all sorts of new artists and mm. music and i'll read their about page they're called uh the channel is called colors studios um you can just type in all caps colors c-o-l-o-r-s just like colors um and it should pull up that channel okay and i'm just gonna read their about uh, it's a Paragraph, I'll read it real quick. Uh, it is a unique aesthetic music platform showcasing exceptional talent from around the globe. Colors focuses on the most distinctive new artists and original sounds in an increasingly fragmented and saturated scene. All colors shows seek sorry, all colors shows seek to provide clear, minimalistic stage that shines a spotlight on the artists, giving them the opportunity to present their music without distraction. Um and that's what it feels. It feels like just like these intimate um uh, songs just in these artists in this booth just singing their music and okay um i just thought it was a cool platform just to get introduced to new music so yeah nice. uh, again colors studios check that out and it's on youtube youtube okay. yeah that's right i haven't seen if it was on anything else i mean it looks like they have a bunch of social media platforms but okay. I, as far as uh music streaming services um the youtube channel is the only one i've looked into i'm not sure if um, they have a podcast or anything okay is it like a, a variety of artists from different genres or is it mostly yeah. focused on one genre um uh, so the two artists that i listened to uh were from the same genre because that's what was sent to me okay um, but it looks like it's a variety of genres oh, fun. um and i think a few years ago um sometimes they have who are big artists now sure uh were on there like i think Billie eilish was on there okay um once with some song that i don't even know if it was a song on the radio or anything but um but yeah so they'll they'll have just they have a big mix of artists and stuff that i've seen so far nice just from glancing awesome awesome all right um i am going to recommend a tv show that i've been watching um about about 
halfway through the first season. Uh, it's a classic, uh, I want to say, late 90s, early 2000s show. It's called The West Wing. I'm sure most of you guys have heard of it. Um, I got into the show because I was, I've was i been reading um, Barack Obama's, President Obama's uh, latest book uh, called A Promised Land. And it's just about pretty much just like his journey um, getting to the White House and becoming president and sort of his trials and tribulations as being president and, and things like that. And um, the West Wing is literally the same thing. Obviously, it's about a fictional president and his staff and just what they go through on a day-to-day basis. Lots of familiar faces in there, though. If you guys know Rob Lowe, if you guys uh, know Alice and Janney, Martin Sheen, um, Bradley Whitford, uh, all, I, I don't want to say got their starts, but this is probably, this was probably like their first big project. Um, I think it went on for seven seasons, I want to say. So started in 99, ended in the mid to early 2000s um yeah it's a fantastic show uh written by aaron sorkin who uh is one of my all-time favorite writers uh just he's just a incredible like an incredibly intelligent super detailed very like complex writer uh he wrote the social network um and uh yeah it's just it's just a very good show if you guys are into like political dramas um Bryce, I know that's right up your alley. <laughs> oh yeah, right, right up my alley. It's my but thing. It's, I'll get right on this show. <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's it's a political drama, but there's also like a layer of comedy in it, and it's really, it's just a really fast paced, really uh, a lot of the shots that the, one of the things I appreciate appreciated about it most is that uh, a lot of the shots are are one shots, so they'll have these characters like walking through offices and they'll meet up with certain people at certain points and it's just from someone who who is like a a cinephile and loves to see uh just the way things are framed and and shot it's really cool to think about man that must have been super difficult for them to time that exactly right for this character to come in at exactly this moment um it's it's very impressive from that standpoint um but yeah it's a very very good show uh again i'm only halfway through the first season and i'm already like super emotionally um connected to a bunch of the characters and um yeah I'm, I'm super excited to get into it i was looking for a show um in addition to getting into it because of the book that i'm reading i was also looking for another show to just sort of dive into that i knew was like sort of long-winded but also something that i knew that i didn't have to watch and binge um because i just come from dark and that's a very bingeable show that's a show you want to you know keep watching and you know, every episode is like a cliffhanger. This is not that kind of a show. This is a show that you can just put on, enjoy an episode of it and turn it off. And I, I wanted something like that, that I could have just just there, something new to experience that I didn't have to finish right away. Um, sort of like a comfort show, like a new comfort show that I was trying to watch. Um, and it's been very That's good cool. so far. Um, yeah. So if you guys have not watched it and you're into like political thrillers, check out The West Wing beautiful yeah. yeah i've heard nothing but great things about that show yeah. just ever since it came out and all that stuff so i'm sure it's fantastic it is just you're right not <laughs> not something i'll be watching in my yes, near future not to your cup of tea which is <laughs> totally okay um all right guys that is going to pretty much do it for this week's episode i am going to leave you with my final thoughts on this beer though um so I'm almost down to my last few sips, and I will say that it is a it is a good beer. My disappointment has dissipated uh, over the the last thirty minutes or so, and I'm able to just enjoy it for what it is. It is something that I would definitely purchase again now that I know what it is. Um, very good. Again, I think that the combination of the sweetness and the bitterness uh, is is a great balance, and it, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I I just think that initial disappointment came from expecting it to taste like an orchata milkshake um so i might have to like try to find a porter or a stout or something that <laughs> i think those flavors would be much more likely to to bleed through in those flavors sound so good yeah it sounds like a great combination but you know i was like i don't know how they're going to do this with an ipa and the answer was you know they, what you they need did to not do? do it in an ipa <laughs> in the essence of concoctions sure you need to just make an orchata milkshake oh, and put that beer in fair. there. That's, fair. that's what that's what you should do. Just save the rest <laughs> of that beer and make an orchata milkshake. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I will do that. Um yeah, there's a restaurant I went to that did uh that did um 
Guinness chocolate mm, shakes. Yeah, I just I've have had Guinness one of those yeah. in there, and it's just oh man, yeah. I can only imagine one horchata beer milkshake. Mm, that does sound mm. good. Red Robin had a Blue Moon <laughs> smoothie for a while that I heard was really good. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, good stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is going to wrap up our episode this week. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, as always, if you want to send us any emails, uh, any recommendations, any thoughts on the episode, any thoughts on the podcast, uh, please do write into broodconvos at gmail.com. Uh, we would absolutely love to hear from anyone and yes. everyone. Um, and on that note, actually, yeah. uh, a good friend of the podcast actually did write oh, in fun. this last week. Okay. Uh, uh, Luis wrote in, mm. and he was talking about, he emailed about Tamarin's soda. Okay. Because uh, I had mentioned that I wasn't sure what that was or like where, like what flavor that would be. Sure. And then he sent me a picture of it and mentioned that you can find it pretty much at whatever, like, grocery store or, or anything. And I, as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, I have seen that a million times, and I know exactly what that is. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't know what that was. <laughs> um, yes, we wrote him. Thanks, thanks for writing in, Luis. Yeah. That was great. And uh, it's good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, um, Bryce, if they want to send us uh, any, or they want to follow us on any social medias, where can they where can they find us? Yes, Facebook and Instagram at Brood Podcast, and Twitter at Brood Convos, and also every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we do a Discord chat. Uh, I do apologize for this last Sunday not working out, but this upcoming Sunday, there will certainly be a chat server up. So look forward to that. And we can talk about everything we talked about on this podcast. We can talk about whatever else is going on in your life. I just want to hang out and chat with you. Just want to talk. Just want to chat. Just want to talk, man. Just want to talk. <laughs> um, cool beans. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out again. And uh, we are officially submitted to apple podcast so we're just waiting to hear back from them um just to get our approval so uh we should hopefully have that in the next couple days or so so make sure you stay tuned for that if you're an apple podcast uh uh, fanatic or aficionado um yeah we'll uh, hopefully be on there soon but until then we're on podbean we're on spotify make sure you guys are listening and Mm -hmm. until next week my name's adonis and i'm bryce thanks for listening guys Bye. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Schiff.